Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM proudly presents Your Health Matters. Your Health Matters is a weekly program featuring interviews with local and national physicians and medical educators about relevant health issues. This program is intended for general information purposes only. It is not a substitute for medical care. Please discuss this information and any questions with your family physician. And now... Here's Dr. Craig Wax. Welcome to Your Health Matters. I'm your host, local family physician, Dr. Craig Wax, talking about a very important topic today. Are vaccine mandates legal? And we're going to have commentary and opinion by our special guest expert who practices healthcare law in Morris County, New Jersey, um, Andy Schlafly Esquire. Welcome, um, Andy. Thank you, Dr. Wax, and thank you for having this very informative show that gets this information out to the public. Uh, we know there's tremendous interest out there among uh, patients. We're all patients, aren't we, Dr. Wax? And we want to be armed with the best information. Right. Even doctors are patients. And that uh, is a definitely a truism. So can you tell us uh, a little bit uh, about your background and training, how you became interested in healthcare law all the way through to your current activities and being general counsel for AAPS, or the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons. Right. I started helping AAPS back in the early 90s, so we're going back 30 years now. And I really was drawn to the organization because they stand up for the patient and for the patient-physician relationship. They're an association of independent physicians. A lot of them have rural practices, sort of the old style Marcus Welby that people old timers think of when they think of a doctor. And fortunately today, many doctors are not in that position of independence. Doctors stay under tremendous pressure. Hospitals, insurance companies, medical boards, specialty societies, and so on. And it, it can be hard, unfortunately, today to, to get a um, straight unbiased, candid opinion from a physician. Well, this Association of American Physicians and Surgeons is an association of physicians who do give candid opinions and say what is best for the patients. And they actually have a guide, I'd like to mention Dr. Wax, up on their website about COVID that's uh, very popular. And it's a free guide for the public. If you go to aapsonline.org, all those letters are spelled out. So A-A-P-S-O-N-L-I-N-E dot O-R-G. You go there and you'll see this COVID guide there that's right there on their main page. And you can download that. And it's it's an eye-opener. It's sort of the unvarnished direct truth that we're all looking for amid this pandemic, Dr. Wex. No, that's, uh, that's good information, Andy. And I appreciate that. And um, one thing that I wanted to mention is potential um, uh, bias or conflict for myself that I've been a member of AAPS for more than a decade and I've served on the the governing board. So it's always important to mention so that everybody knows where you're coming from and what your experience is. Um, I am interested, Andy, too, about how you came to practice healthcare law and what was so interesting uh, or provoking about, or provocative, I should say, about our topic today um, that you wanted to, to speak uh, on uh, our vaccine mandates legal. Right. Dr. Wax, healthcare law is an interesting intersection of, of different fields of law. That's what it appeals to me about it. And you've got 
a little politics in there. You've got a little uh, individual rights in there. You've got uh, policy issues, administrative law, constitutional law, and it's all uh, all together. And with this pandemic and vaccine mandates and this and that, it's really become the most important issue on the uh, in public discourse on uh, what officials talk about. Whereas you go back five, 10, 20 years, public health was not something you'd see on TV. You wouldn't turn on the TV set and see somebody talking about public health. Now it's all you see when you turn on the TV set right. and listen to radio. It's public health and people giving their opinion about how to beat this pandemic. And, and the restraints on individual liberty, Dr. Wax, is mm -hmm. um, pretty alarming. I mean, I think you look at it, uh, there was just a case, Supreme Court ended the moratorium on evictions that had been in place for many months, a moratorium that was put in there by the CDC, the Centers for Disease and Control. Wow. They had a moratorium on landlords evicting people. And we're not talking about just, you know, the big wealthy landlords, it's not people, you couldn't evict somebody from your own house because of this moratorium. And who put this wow. in place? The Centers for Disease Control. I mean, that's that's the authority of these public health people. Well, that's finally been stopped. But let's move on to vaccine mandates. And right. And they're and they're unelected, of course. You know, right. they're all either appointed for life or what have you. So you don't vote for the head of the CDC. Right. And and apparently the president can't even tell them what to do. I mean, we saw that the last year that um, they've been in there for decades. Right. And uh, I don't need to name their names, but I mean, we know who they're, I'm talking about here. They've been there for decades, 30, 40 years. And apparently the president can't tell them what to do. <laughs> right. Right. Which is sort of a risk and a benefit. I mean, you want an independent organization, but if potentially they've been what we call either regulatory captured or financially captured or literally bought because the, the people that they're regulating are paying their salaries indirectly, you know, that it can definitely cause conflict. And I guess that bears on our topic today. And indeed. So for the first year of this pandemic, it was for a lot of us, it was, well, we're still going to do what we want to do. But now with this vaccine mandate, it's really hitting home for just about everybody. And it's like people are being told either you take this vaccine or you lose your job. And I saw a poll, Dr. Wax, where. Or get kicked off of school campus. Now, the school right. will say we're not forcing you to get it, but you can't come and have your 50 or $70,000 experience of your life if you don't get it. So it's it's sort of a, a, a fairly strong arm twist. That's exactly right. And so there was a challenge, a legal challenge to the vaccine mandate at Indiana University out there in the heartland, where usually you think of the Midwest, I'm from the Midwest, and usually it's a little easy going, look, do what you want. We're not, we're not here to, to twist any arms. Well, Indiana University, it's like either you get this vaccine mandate or you're not stepping on campus. And they tell people this, it, it didn't give them a lot of notice, didn't give them a lot of notice. And, and so the, a bunch of kids got an attorney and they go and sue, it goes up to the Seventh Circuit, sits in Chicago. And I got another case there before the Seventh Circuit, uh, not relating to vaccines, but relating to board certification of doctors. But anyway, Seventh Circuit looks at it and they said, 
you don't have to go to Indiana University. You, if you don't like, if you don't want to take the vaccine, then don't go to Indiana University. Wow. Well, that's pretty harsh, Craig. I think. I mean, I, you're there. You got friends there. You got maybe you got two, three years invested in their curriculum. You know what you want to take. You're on a path to to graduate, then go on to whatever you want to do. Sure. And you're going to have to switch schools and restart somewhere else in order to avoid taking a vaccine that's against your religion or your conscience. Now they say there's some exemptions. They say that was another thing. Of course, that well, there's some exemptions here. Yeah, just try to get one of those exemptions. I mean, just try to get a medical exemption and, and right. go and ask your doctor and say, I, I need a medical exemption because this thing, I break out in a rash when I get one of these vaccines. See what your doctor tells you when you ask your doctor for a medical exemption. Nine times out of 10, your doctor will say, no, nope, can't give you that exemption. And that's because the doctors are under pressure, Dr. Wax. Uh, that's what's right. going on here. For sure. And I can actually speak to the medical for a moment. So, you know, doctors kind of come in a couple of flavors on that one. Some of them say that, no, I'm a believer in this, this new untested mechanism. And um, because of my belief, um, I'm, I, I won't support it. So that's one issue. The other one is, is you may have a doctor that says, well, I believe in your right not to get it. And I understand your reasons for not getting it. However, um, even if I write something, they won't take it because up until this time last year, you know, when, when these started being talked about, exemptions were as simple as a doctor putting pen to paper. He or she could put pen to paper and say, hey, I find this patient has risk that's more than the benefit and the patient agrees and that's enough. And, and just taking that liability on yourself um, as a physician would work and that would be fine. But now, um, not only a patient with autoimmune disease like MS or um, previous cancer or previous immunization problems with other types of uh, vaccinations, which this is a totally new and different experimental type, um, that's had lots of problems in development, but I've found that a lot of schools are just giving an unbashed no, unless you've either had a shot already, which already puts you at risk for lifelong problems, or you're allergic to the actual components of the shot, and most of them aren't in general circulation. Two of them are polysorbate 80, for example, and polyethylene glycol, which are in some food and medication systems. But a lot of times, you know, it's sort of a, a, a ghost exemption, like they'll say it's there, kind of the same thing with religion. And maybe you can speak to that because there's Catholic schools that, that won't allow religious exemptions and potentially, you know, the Catholic doctrine would allow that, but, but the Pope uh, won't sign on. That's right, Dr. Wax. And with the religious exemption, it, it's a little tricky because most religions uh, were formed and, and the doctrines were established thousands of years ago. So the Bible, I mean, we're talking thousands of years for the Bible. If you look at other religions too, it's, it's uh, about the same uh, ancient uh, history. Well, that was before vaccination. So you're not going to see the word vaccine in the Bible. I don't think you're going to see it in the, the other holy books of other religions. So most people, when they hear religious exemption from vaccine, they think, well, I, you know, I didn't, 
didn't get that growing up. I mean, I didn't get that in, you know, the, the, the school that I went to, the, the religious training I got, they didn't talk about vaccines. I mean, talk about the 10 commandments. I remember that. Right. I don't remember right, yeah. you know, yeah, a commandment about vaccination. Forward. Sure. Oh, you have to, if you want to go that route, you got to dig a little deeper and you will find religious th- authorities in all major religions, I believe, who assert that there is a valid religious exemption to this vaccine. Now, not the Pope, apparently, for Catholics out there, but maybe some priests somewhere. I'm not really sure. You shouldn't really need uh, a, a clergyman to, to, you know, to notarize your, your statement on this. Right, right. I mean, right. It's a, religion is a pretty personal thing. Last time I checked. Sure. Well, I think that brings up a great point. If I if I can amplify that a little bit, I've found in in the patients that have that I've spoken with about this, they've had more success with having their own personal religious objection or potential exemption that's based on their own belief system. It's not that it's their own personal, because, you know, you may have somebody who's a Christian that believes some things a little differently, a Jew that believes some things a little differently, a Catholic, uh, you know, um, uh, whatever the religious case, that it, I think you need to individualize more, in, in my opinion. And a lot of the um, hospitals and schools and employers that you originally begun the discussion with are asking, well, which clergymen will sign off on this? And frankly and honestly, I think that's kind of getting you to play their game instead of them playing your game. So I, I, you know, as a lawyer trying to think in that way, which I'm not a lawyer, but fortunately you are, you know, if, if you can, you know, play the game the way you need to play it, as opposed to the way they need you to play it. Um, I think like with the medical exemptions that that could go further for you. What about legal exemptions? So we talked about religious and medical, which are difficult and problematic. Um, Tell me about legal exemptions. Um, what what legal ramifications does some have if they feel that the the mandate is and 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 they're not being granted religious or medical? So there have been a number of lawsuits now, all across the country, which are just straight up legal challenges. I mentioned one against Indiana University that did not succeed. Went up to the Supreme Court. Supreme Court said no on that one without addressing the merits. They just did what you call denied cert or denied application. So they did not give a definitive ruling. There is a well, 19. They didn't give an explanation. They basically given, just right. said, no, we're not going right. in. Not, not now, not at this time. There okay. is a 1905 Supreme Court decision called Jacobson versus Massachusetts, which is on the other side of this issue. It had to do with smallpox, where they required everyone to receive the smallpox vaccine up in a town in Massachusetts. And the Supreme Court upheld that, upheld that mandatory vaccination. So that case, that decision by the Supreme Court is cited. And it was a divided ruling. It was not unanimous. And the fine was very small uh, at that time. And they're talking about smallpox, which was deadly. And, and so very different facts. And, and the other big difference is since 1905, we've had a great expansion in individual rights in this country. We don't just herd everybody into the one size fits all that we used to do in the 1800s. Uh, everybody had to say the uh, Pledge of Allegiance under God. That was uh, that was true until about 1945. Uh, now we recognize individual rights. Some might say we recognize it too much, Dr. Wax, to be candid, but we do. Sure. Regardless, we do. And so 
we don't have a decision yet uh, by the Supreme Court on this issue of the individual right to decline a vaccine for whatever reason you want. Okay, right. And, and you know, up until this point, um, all the three vaccines that were licensed for emergency use um, based on um, a limited amount of data, let's just say, um, and it was um, on relative data, not um, the, the, the data that you'd like to use. I mean, you'd like to see data that shows you um, that it definitely does what it says it does overwhelmingly, but these were kind of passed on what's called relative data. That is to say that they were compared to things that weren't, uh, let's say, black and white. They weren't uh, uh, in that way. So there's a lot of issues with them. And um, the, this technology with mRNA and DNA over the last decade um, has has produced lots of problems. I mean, you know, you can say that they've killed a lot of ferrets, I guess, on the way to the CDC and the FDA. And the FDA has said in previous rulings that, you know, until you don't kill ferrets, don't come back to us. And, and the last administration, for better, for worse, said to the, um, uh, you know, the private pharma had said, look, we want something, we want it now, and we want it fast and we're going to hold back the, the waters of the FDA and the CDC and we want something now. And, and, and the problem that you have with that is, is it, well, the good news is, is it reduces the regulations and gets product to you faster. The problem is, is that all of the problems and issues could be glossed over or looked over for financial reasons, political reasons, who knows what reasons, power, control, you know, money, the big, the big three, power, control, and money. Um, but having said that, that, you know, who knew or who even conceived that the, the White House would be pushing colleges to make sure everybody gets one, despite the checkered safety record at best, and would empower businesses to force this. I mean, because for business, you know, as a small business owner, owner of a small office, it's a liability to force people to do something. An excellent point. And, and it's unclear how much liability these businesses are creating for themselves. There's uh, some indication they may be immune from liability. There are other indications that the businesses should be liable for at least workers' compensation when a patient, when a, an employee gets injured by this, because if he's getting the vaccine for the job, um, it's almost like a work-related injury if he gets injured by it. So that's right. That's a bit murky. Oh, for sure. And I guess the other issue we should probably talk about after a short break is a lot of employers, for example, or schools for that matter, are saying to people, okay, well, we'll grant you the exception on um, religious or medical grounds, but you'll have to run the gamut of whatever we say whenever we say it, like get tested twice a week at your own expense on your own time and the potential exposure to a nasal carcinogen that might be on the tip of the, uh, of, of the swab that goes up there. You know, we're not gonna be responsible for any of that. So there's still plenty to talk about. So make sure that you join us in a, in a, in a few moments right after these messages with more of Your Health Matters here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Welcome back to Your Health Matters. I'm your host, local family physician, 
Dr. Craig Wax talking about are vaccine mandates legal? And our special guest expert that practices healthcare law in our very own Morris County, New Jersey, um, is Andy Schlafly Esquire. Welcome back, Andy. Thank you, Dr. Wax. Well, it's a pleasure to have you. Um, you're well-read, outspoken, and you've tried cases all the way up to the Supreme Court. So your opinion and experience matters. Uh, thank you. Um, can you tell us, uh, right before the break, we had talked about schools and um, businesses mandating um, the shots. And then if you happen to get a religious or medical exemption, then they have you know, a, a gamut for you to run through. Well, you're going to get these nasal tests. You're going to get them twice a week until we say stop. You're going to pay for them yourself. They're going to be on your own time. Potentially, there could be an issue. You know, so what's your thinking on that? It's a quagmire, Dr. Wax. And as you mentioned, some of this, this testing uh, may itself have carcinogens, which is introducing into the body. There's the whole issue of the false positives for the test. So statistically, I think 5% of the tests are false positives. Well, that's very disruptive. And I was actually speaking to another physician in this Association of American Physicians and Surgeons, which I'm right. affiliated with and stands up for independent doctors. And I was talking to one earlier this week, and I said to him, I said, and he was down in Texas, and I said, your governor, Greg Abbott, uh, came down with COVID, and he tested positive and, and all this hoopla about it. And then four days later, he tested negative, and he conquered it. And supposedly that's due to the vaccine and this and that, and everybody's slapping each other's back. And this is a big triumph for conquering COVID. And this APS doctor said something, which I've not heard anywhere else. He said that was a false positive. That was probably a false positive. And we don't know for sure. Right. But you right. test positive, And then four days later, you test maybe he had no symptoms, no symptoms, right. never got sick. You're positive one day. And four days later, you're negative. It's probably a false positive. Right. So then you got to ask yourself in your balanced mind, well, was the first one a false positive and the second one was true or was the first one true and the second one was a false negative? And now we right. have the governor potentially spreading disease right. when you're supposed to be out for 10 days or 14 right. days. And I thought you were going to mention that imagine a governor during this difficult time under a lot of stress and pressure, all of a sudden they're unavailable and they can't be present at meetings wow. and sign things and do stuff. Right. And, right. you know, I mean, they there are Zoom meetings, but I don't know. Can you govern by Zoom? Uh, some governors, you know, while at their piazzas in Italy do seem to govern by Zoom. But, you know, I don't know what the stoop, scoop is here. Um, but at any rate, so what would you say the upshot is if we were going to summarize are vaccine mandates legal or is there no good answer? There is no good answer. And they are being challenged. There was a professor at George Mason University that's in Northern Virginia. They told him to be vaccinated. He sued. And then the university backed down and faced mm -hmm. a lawsuit. So it's not known. Dr. Wax, whether these vac vaccine mandates are enforceable. Uh, not everything that people try to do is enforceable. In right, law. right. And that's what sometimes we forget. If someone comes, knocks on your door and says, you owe me $10,000, doesn't mean you really owe them $10,000. doesn't mean that's enforceable. What if it's the IRS? No, I'm just teasing. God forbid. <laughs> God forbid a government entity says you owe them anything. You know, 
um, for sure. But but no, that that makes a lot of sense. So um, so in, in that case, so we're looking at religious exemptions as a possibility, medical exemptions as a possibility, legal challenges certainly, and I guess that you could also have a, a, a mad dog walkout also. Like if half of your staff leaves, well, guess what? It's really hard to hire in a pandemic. And what would a hospital do if the nurses left? God forbid. And we're seeing that, Dr. Wax. I just got a report from Arizona that the nurses unions in Arizona mm -hmm. are pushing back. And they were told to be vaccinated. And they said, no, I, I don't think so. I mean, if you want to, that's fine. And let's be clear about that. I, if, yeah. if you want to be vaccinated, by all means, do so. But to be required to be vaccinated or lose your job, the nurses in Arizona are saying no. And uh, if we got to walk off because we're not vaccinated, so be it. And apparently the hospitals are backing down now a bit in Arizona. Wow. OK, well, you know, I mean, uh, speaking for individual rights, that's that that's a positive from from that respect, for sure. Um, if somebody wants more information about um, vaccine mandates and their legality, or they want to contact you or that organization you spoke of, what would be the, the best way to go? We have an online form you can fill out there at aapsonline.org, or I'm fine if anyone wants to email me. That's my first initial and last name at aol.com, so it's A-S-C-H. L-A-F like Frank, L-Y at AOL.com. And I look at that all the time and, and welcome feedback from the public. Please, please reach out. You know, don't be caught uh, 14 days into the disease that your husband have or, or you have or whatever. And it's like, what do I do now? We get some of those calls, Dr. Wax, and that's not sure. pretty. Sure. Well, we're getting calls, as I was saying, from all across the country and even some from from around the world. And they come in two varieties. You know, one is um, they're saying um, the hospital or entity says I have COVID and nobody will treat me and they've sent me home. And I want some of the trial medications that a lot of doctors are using um, off label. So that's one. The other is, is that I don't want to participate in the mRNA and DNA lottery and uh, I, I don't feel comfortable. I have medical contraindications and these kinds of things, but my workplace or my school place is forcing me to get them or there's some negative for me in my life if I don't. Um, so, you know, we're getting a lot of this right now and I appreciate you helping us to, to address this. Are there any other um, uh, online or um, otherwise authorities that you would recommend um, for further study on this? Because this is not a, a settled question. This, like science, is not settled. Right. And we have a number of links on our aapsonline.org website you can go to. I will say uh, RFK Jr., that's Robert F. Kennedy Jr., uh, who's on the other side of the political spectrum. He's been excellent on this issue. And he's, and got, he's I at think Children's Chil Health Defense, I yes. believe. Yeah. And search on his name. The, the, he's ostracized from his own family for standing up uh, for this, his, his broader family. I mean, you know, the whole Kennedy family I'm talking about. Sure. Uh, we need people speaking out for the truth. And please, uh, the listeners out there, you speak out too, please, because you may be able to do so better than a doctor can with the, all the pressures that are being applied to doctors. And you know what? It's, I think that you make a really good point, Andy, that it's important if you feel strongly about this and you have the data and you 
um, have made decisions for yourself or your family members um, that are dependent on you, it's important to speak out at your school board meeting, at your local town hall, at your state representatives meeting, or at, at any sort of public event. And you know, the public square, one would argue, even goes online. So it could be Instagram, it could be Facebook, it could be Twitter, it could be LinkedIn, but um, there, there may be some difficulty in getting things posted on those, on those sites or YouTube if they don't fit with what they believe their mission or their narrative is. So just be aware of that. However, don't let anything stop you from speaking out because whatever your experience, whatever your training, whoever you are personally, you have the right to be that person. So thank you as well. For this and more information uh, with regard to the organization that Andy spoke of is at aapsonline.org. Um, and for information um, about, the, about the show, you can check out um, Your Health Matters on uh, multiple platforms. You can follow us at the app symbol, Dr. Craig Wax, D-R-C-R-A-I-G-W-A-X, both on Instagram for uh, good health pictures and recipes, as well as on Twitter um, that has more links and more technical information at the app symbol, Dr. Craig Wax. Um, you can also check us out on Facebook, um, at uh, Dr. Wax YHM for Your Health Matters. And of course, you can always get more excellent programming from Rowan Radio on rowanradio.com and WGLS FM 89.7 here in the Delaware Valley. That'll wrap it up for another edition of Your Health Matters. We'll be back next week with another world-class guest and another critical topic right here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS FM. You've been listening to Your Health Matters. This program is intended for general information purposes only. It is not a substitute for medical care. Please discuss this information and any questions with your family physician. Be sure to join us every Saturday morning at 8.30 a.m. for another edition of Your Health Matters on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM.